what is going on welcome to an episode of room nine and this here is going to be another solo episode it's been a while since i've done one of these and i figured it's quite quite convenient time to do it seeing that everyone is spending a lot more time by themselves and doing and practicing social distancing i figured why not do a solo episode what i really would like to touch base on is really just kind of developing this mindset of being able to be comfortable being alone being able to be comfortable going inwards and really i think for me one of the biggest things i had to learn to do is learn how to be able to sleep again i think that was one of my toughest and most difficult challenges starting from well i shouldn't say starting from jail because well before then during my drug use not sleeping was something i did very very often even if it wasn't from going through withdrawals it was really just anxiety of all the crappiness i had going on in my mind had going on in my life and it's tough sometimes i feel like we all kind of use a form of escapism and we all try to find a way not to sit with ourselves and not to look inward and look at things we need to change and look at things that we need to do better, get better at. And that, by all means, is not an easy feat whatsoever. It is extremely challenging, extremely difficult. There's this Eastern philosophical quote that I love that says, if enlightenment was easy, everyone would tell their brother. And basically what that means is it's not easy. <laughs> Glad I could explain that to you while you're listening to this, but it's not. And it's because you have to go through the darkness, the shitty parts of yourself in order to become better. One of the biggest things for me during my use and before my use was also the fact that I was doing this, going through myself, finding all these things, but I didn't do it with any self-love, acceptance, and forgiveness. So as I talk about these things, about getting more introspective about going inside yourself and finding out things you need to change. One of the most important things that has to go hand in hand with this is loving yourself, knowing that it's okay to have flaws. In fact, that's what makes you who you are. That's what makes you beautiful. That's what makes you awesome is the flaws and the screwed up things that you have in your life. So from here going forward, that is important to always remember that even as you look inside yourself, find the things you need to change, it's okay because you know what? Our whole lives are going to consist of growing, becoming better, and constantly working on things that we suck at. So I really just want to dive deep into, maybe not necessarily deep, but dive into working on just becoming better at being alone and spending time with just you. I mean, there is nothing, nothing easy about it. And I'm talking about the things that keep you up when you lay your head down, that give you anxiety, that make you feel guilty, that make you feel ashamed. These are the things that we need to work on and be able to get through in order to be able to be okay with spending time alone, be okay with being with just you. And I think the, the first step to all of this is really coming to an understanding that you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. I think we all walk around and act like, oh, I know me better than anybody else, which might be the case, but really when it comes down to it, you don't know yourself as well as you do. I think that is the first step to all this, saying, you know what, maybe I don't know myself that well. And when I first kind of looked into this and thought about this question, I realized, you know what, that's probably very true because I do so many things that I don't want to do. I do so many things that I don't like. I have like no self-discipline. I have none, no patience. I have none of this, none of that. And I realize I want to change these things, but yet I still can't and I don't. And that makes me think if I really knew myself, I'd be able to figure out how to change these things. I would already know how to change these things. I would already know how to do it. So I believe that is like really the first step is to say, you know what? I don't, 
actually know me as well as I thought I did, which is a very strange sentence to say, but it's very much a true one. And I think after that, the next step is to really start being able to objectively observe yourself as if you would watch a stranger, as if you would look at somebody who you don't know and observe them. That's how you have to start looking at you. So one of the first ways to come to know yourself is to understand that you don't know yourself. And then from there, you start just looking at yourself like you're a complete and utter stranger. And really to, to be able to do this, to be able to adopt this position of watching yourself like a stranger, it takes humility like no other. I mean, think about it. To admit that you don't really know yourself as well as you think you do, to admit that you are ignorant about who you are, is an extremely difficult thing to admit. But there's an upside to all this. The upside is when you can admit that you don't know who you are, that also means you can admit that you don't understand your full potential of who you could be. You don't understand the things, incredible, beautiful, amazing things that you could accomplish. And this is almost like this reward of admitting that, you know what, I don't know who I am. And I remember when that first clicked in my head. Like many things I talk about, there's this clinical psychologist I love, and I remember him bringing this point up. And when I first heard that and first thought about it and let it just marinate in my head, it became incredibly motivating to keep working on me, to keep finding the things that I could change. And this is an incredibly beautiful and amazing thing. And as you start watching yourself, you start noticing the things you say, and then you start asking, why did I say that? Why did I say this? And you start noticing how you react to things emotionally. I mean, are the things you're saying, are they making you feel stronger? Are they making you feel weaker? Is it filling you with shame? Is it helping your confidence? These are all the things you start noticing when you start observing yourself like you are a stranger. And sometimes it can get into very scary territory. When you start looking at some of your dark fantasies, your aggressive fantasies, it can be scary. And this is why you have to adopt this sense of self-love, acceptance, and forgiveness and understand that everybody has dark and aggressive things going on in their head. Everybody goes through stages. Everybody has these thoughts. Everybody. There's no exceptions. And a person who denies that they have this stuff is somebody who is incapable of looking in at themselves as if they were a stranger. And one of the most fascinating things I have found about the fact that we all have this drive for mayhem and chaos is that when you can learn to implement this into a higher order personality in yourself, it becomes unbelievable. There's nothing more beneficial than that. And this is when you start being able to reach your potential in ways that you never thought you could. And that can make you implacable. That can make you someone who can say no when you need to say no, say yes when you need to say yes, and be a person that you always have wanted to be. Every single individual has this potential. Every single individual can, if they truly want to, get to a point in their lives where they are able to watch themselves, to apply things, to take their darker sides and use them for a beautiful and positive thing. One of the biggest and greatest things that I have learned is the fact that each individual, we are fundamentally flawed. But one of the greatest things I've learned is to accept that, to not only accept that, to find that that is what makes each and every one of us beautiful. 
That is what makes us incredible. That's what makes life worth living. The other day, I, I could feel the tension in my chest. And usually when that happens, I know I need to cry. And there's this one song by Hosier called Shrike. And that song, if I need to get myself to cry, I put that song on repeat. And I put it on repeat and literally three times over. It took me three times to get through it. Or maybe it was four. Something like that. It was a handful of times to play that song. And I just cried and cried. And it was an amazing and beautiful and incredible moment to just sit in my room and weep. And this is something we all need to learn to do. There is nowhere near enough of us who know how to cry, who cry when we should, who laugh when we should. So many of us need to learn this trait, this tool, because it is incredibly beneficial. The lightness, the weightlessness I felt, the beauty I felt when this moment was happening was ineffable. And this whole process really takes a loss of your ego. It takes a loss of your arrogant part of your ego. And that's tough to do. That's tough to let go of. We want to blame other people for mistakes. We don't want to take responsibility for what we've done, for what we're going through. Whether you did something wrong or somebody did something wrong to you does not matter. What matters is you take responsibility either way and get through it. Because this loss of ego is precisely what is interfering with your movement forward as an individual. It's precisely what keeps you in self-pity. It's precisely what makes you point the finger at everybody else who is around you because you don't want to take responsibility for changing or for the mistakes that have happened. And again, it's irrelevant to whether or not you made a mistake or somebody made a mistake towards you. It is still your responsibility to do something with it. I've said this a million times before. Whether you have caused the pain on someone else or someone else has caused the pain on you, it is your job to learn and grow from it as an individual. And when we can do this, when we are able to do this with things that happen in our experiences, in our lives, that is when beauty comes from incredible things. That is when meaning is given to things that are seemingly meaningless. And that's what this whole thing is about. This whole being alone with being able to be introspective, with being able to handle yourself without anything or anybody around, without anything or any distractions around. Stop being so proud of who you are, so proud to the point that you can't even notice the things that you need to change. We have to sacrifice part of ourselves, part of our ego, in order to become the person that we want to become, in order to become the person who is reaching their full potential. And like everything else in life, you have to start at the low point. You have to start by not knowing anything. And that first step, like I said in the beginning of all this, is to admit that you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. And then you go on and you are able to challenge yourself. And you see how far past yesterday you can push. You see how far you can go and how much you can change. And you lose that part of your ego and you watch yourself and you observe yourself with no emotion and find out the things that you need to change and work on. And this just isn't an easy task. It's challenging. It's difficult. There's pain involved in it. There's sorrow involved in it. There's loss involved in it. But this is how you get to where you want to be as an individual. And as I said, it's a constant, constant thing. It's a lifetime of doing this. And I always say after that, that it wouldn't be any fun if it wasn't a lifetime thing. It wouldn't be any fun if you got to a point where, all right, I'm perfect. I don't need to work on anything else anymore. 
one thing I do all the time that's pretty awesome, which I'm pretty sure I got it from my mother, is talk out loud to myself. And that's hysterical because if anybody was ever around, which sometimes people are around when I do this, especially Christine, she will... um, She'll be like, what? Huh? When I'm talking out loud, when I'm learning something or trying to figure out something, I am constantly talking out loud to myself. And I have no scientific research to back this up whatsoever, but most people that I ever run into that are really able to be alone with themselves talk out loud to themselves quite often. Now, I'm sure that also is, you know, that can also be vice versa as well. But so many people I run into talk out loud to themselves. If you are struggling to be alone with you and just you, Start doing that. Hold conversations out loud with yourself. Try it. Give it a shot. I think that's something that could be extremely helpful. You know, and I found our mind, like, our mind almost has control over us, if this makes any sense. Like, our mind is like a governor in a car. And you get in a car and a speedometer reads 130, but you can't go above 80. And what happens is you get to 80 and you're trying to go and the car is like stuttering, but the governor is holding the car back from going so fast. And that's what our minds do when we become uncomfortable. That's what our minds do when we are heading into something that we're fearful of. And what we have to do is learn to push through that. And when you can do this, when you can add that I'm observing myself like a stranger, you can learn when your mind is doing this and trying to hold you back and keep you in the comfort zone of your life. Your comfort zone is nice to be in at times. Don't get me wrong, but no growth and no movement forward can come from it. This is why we need to constantly put ourselves in positions that we are uncomfortable with. I truly and honestly believe building this self-awareness and building an authentic voice and building an honest voice in ourselves is really what can become one of the main preventers from relapse and substance use, from anxiety, from all these other things, because we need to develop this authentic and honest voice in order to catch ourselves. The mind is so powerful. I've talked about this before. And this was one of my biggest fears when I was in jail was what if I'm just lying to myself? What if I don't want to change? And I'm just saying I want to change because we say things that we want things all the time and don't really mean it in the end. And it swings full circle again and being able to watch yourself as if you are a complete stranger because you start catching these things. You start learning how to catch yourself when you say things you don't mean. So this is my challenge to everybody while we're sitting alone and social distancing and spending time by ourselves. Start watching yourself, things you say, the things you do, as if you were watching somebody that you don't know and trying to learn and figure out who they are. And I guarantee you'll be shocked with the things that you start coming across. Sometimes I find that I lie about stupid things for no reason, whether it's a song I liked. Like, why, and why did I just say that? Why did I say I liked that song? I hate it. I never even heard it. I don't even know that band. Why did I say that? And it's amazing how these things can happen. But this is just part of a little series I wanted to do. Not necessarily series, I guess. It's something I'm going to do while we're still in the social distancing is just start pumping out shorter episodes and getting them out there of things that are on my mind through the day and everything else. So thank you for listening. Be sure to look for these now every other day, every two days or so. I'm going to try to do three a week is my goal of these 15, 20-minute episodes of just things I'm going through. And since I've been spending this extra time alone and isolated... I have really started just thinking about a lot of things and I got a lot of different Google Docs opened up and different ideas down. So check that out. 
I hope you guys are doing good. Please get to the website if you need to talk, need to chat. Anybody who wants to hear this, wants to share part of their story, what they're going through. There's ways we can do stuff online and just kind of chat. I can record and throw that up. I don't mind. That would be great. So let me know. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you in a couple days. Peace.